My God, this show's going off the rails. Okay, guys, uh, we're back, of course, in the sixth segment with, with Isol and her Spice Boys. We are going to have to break right now because coming back, we have, of course, uh, Kieran and Steve from the Transfer Exchange Show. We're going out with One Republic and Love Runs Out back after this. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Capital FM Moscow. Capital FM Moscow. Capital FM Moscow. Capital FM Moscow. The one and only English speaking station in Moscow. Capital FM Moscow. To je moje radio. Capital FM Moscow. Ela mia stazione radio. It's my station. 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 Guys, I love you. Это моя станция. Я вас очень люблю. This is Capital FM, Moscow, Welcome back, folks. We're going to go straight away over to lovely London in the UK to go straight away to our friends from the Transfer Exchange Show to Steve and Kieran. Guys, how are you doing this lovely Sunday evening? We are good. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Very well, Alan. Thank you for having us back on this very cold evening in London. Oh, listen, it's it's cold here. I mean, do you know the weird thing? The cold in England, cold in Scotland, Wales, Ireland, Northern Ireland, are, is a very different cold over here, but it is just as devastating. I, I, I bet. Yeah, it's 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 rough. Um, listen, we're going to go straight in. I've got a question before we go in to the like our, our kind of rundown of looking at transfers. Um, one uh, is a question about from from Kaka, not the Kaka, but from a different Kaka. Oh, uh, <laughs> what this, name? Yeah, exactly. This this, this is um, this is could, could it be seen in self promotion, but it's not. He says, um, "Who do you think is the best number ten ever, Steve?" <laughs> I, I I have to say, um, I'm going to say the best number 10 I've ever seen, seen live. Uh, I'm sure Kieran knows what I'm going to say. And, and that, has, that has to be Dennis Burkamp. Um, and uh, he he absolutely blew my mind. I've, I've seen a lot of footballers over, over the years and watched them live. And he did things on a football pitch that I've, I've never seen um, a footballer do. And... Uh, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of football, and to make, the reason why I would say he's the best, there may be a lot of people who will, uh, players who have come uh, and may be playing that position all the time, but he wasn't a number ten. He he was a, literally like an out and out goal scorer, and, and and he was sort of forced into the number uh, ten position, and he just uh, he took it, and he, he, yeah, he was my my thought I was the best number ten of all time. Okay, Kieran. Uh, I, you know what? It's it's hard to disagree. Um, there's there's a lot of names that could go about, but t- to look past Dennis Burkamp is very hard. I mean, I used to watch him week in week out. He was a magician, um, and it, people will still have debates whether he, he meant some of the things he did. But um, so that says all you need to know about how good he was. Okay, that is fair enough. So it is Dennis Bergkamp is the best number 10 you guys have seen. Okay, um, question. Uh, is Sergio Ramos going to go to Manchester United? Um, there, there, there's quite a few clubs in for him. Um, I know that PSG were looking at him as well. Um, they've they've held, held talks with him. Um, but Man United... Um, I don't know. Steve. Steve's probably the guy to ask on this one, but I, I'm not sure if it would be the best move for, for Man United. Um, I'm not sure whether that's the, the long-term move that they should be going for in, in Sergio Ramos, Steve. Mm, no, he, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he, he won't be going to Manchester United. And you've already mentioned the team that he's already sat down. He's already had talks. Uh, and, that's, and that's PSG. 
and um, I, I, uh, I can't see if he, if he leaves uh, Real Madrid. Um, that's the place where he'll go. Not Manchester tonight, I'm afraid. If it's a Man United support, I'm sorry about that. OK. Mm. Um, looking around, it uh, looks like Spurs are not going to be able to get rid of Danny Rose. Uh, he's not going to go to Turkey. Um, no. And uh, Diego Dallo uh, is is um, being looked at by AC Milan. Of course, that's a Manchester United uh, defender. Um, yeah. What about what about uh, Cenk Tosun from Everton? Is he going to go to Besiktas? Steve, uh, um, check through the books. Um, yeah, I mean that that looks pretty much. Um, the last time I spoke to to, to my man on uh, in, in in Liverpool, he he said that Czech Dostoevsky was um, literally more or less done, uh, yeah. and and it, and it was just waiting for medicals. Uh, so that I think by the time that uh, it comes to the deadline day tomorrow, I think. Uh, Check Tossan will will be a, a Galatasaray player. Sorry, a Besiktas player. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, now I'm going to start off uh, with you guys. And I'll ask a question that came in. I don't know who it came in from. Uh, it's just not been here. So, okay. Last last transfer day. Um, lots going to be completed. Uh, what has been the most interesting transfer so far for you that has been confirmed, Steve? Oh. Oh, most interesting one so so far. Uh, Kieran, you've got one at the minute. I'm trying to trying to think of. Um, I mean, be. I mean, for Arsenal fans, they'd, they'd have to say uh, Martin Odegaard um, or Od- is it Hoidegaard? Um, Hoidegaard. Hoidegaard. Yeah. But he's allowing everyone to say Odegaard. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the the child protege that came from Norway and he was playing uh, men's football at the age of 15. Um, went to went to Real Madrid. Uh, has been loaned out to uh, two clubs since then, and he's, he's absolutely smashed it at Sociedad and Heronveen. Um But he's come back to Real Madrid, and it, he's not getting enough game time. So um, I don't think anybody expected that uh, from Arsenal. Um, it's, it's it's a big name, and and they've got him till the end of the season to see to see what he can do. Um, and I think I think that's that's one one that sort of stands out for me. Okay, Steve, have you have you come up and yeah. yourself? Yeah, it's amazing that you're given a few seconds, you come up with about 15, and then you don't know which one to pick. You know? <laughs> it's always the way. Always the way, Steve. <laughs> but um, I think the most interesting one, right from the off, that, that I was interested to see in how he got on was Thiago Silva. Uh, I mean, and it, it was basically because of the age of him and because we all know the quality and, and how good Thiago Silva has been over the years. He's totally world-class. I mean, would, would he came into Chelsea, would, would, would he hit the ground running? He didn't hit the ground running because uh, he had a bit of a disaster the first game. But uh, I, I think he's done really well. That was the most interesting one for me to, to come in because um, I, I thought Chelsea really needed the centre-back. And to buy someone like Silva, yes, he's, you know, he's, he's got the quality over the years. But I think, uh, I think possibly, I don't think this window, because I think Chelsea have done this window. But uh, certainly in the summer, they'll, they'll be looking at a centre-back. But Thiago Silva for me, yeah. Is, is there anything, uh, Kieran? any interesting one that you hear on the grapevine that could be completed by tomorrow evening? Um, do you know what? I, honestly, I think it's going to be pretty quiet. I think you're going to... There's going to be a few clubs that are looking for players. Um, uh, there's, what I'm seeing a lot of is clubs preparing for the summer for transfers. Um, you're going to get um, quite a few uh, noises coming about um, West Brom need players. They're, they're the last link they were linked with was with um, um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles 
also um, Joe Willock is is potentially uh, Newcastle. We're looking at Joe Willock. Um, West Ham are looking at um, Diego. Uh, sorry, Diego Simeone's son, uh, Giovanna Simeone. Um, so potentially these are the ones that can go through, but there's nothing really solid. It, it's more. It's more. You're hearing clubs need players, and you're just waiting to hear what the what the other clubs are saying. But Arsenal are definitely looking to loan out the likes of um, Joe Willock and Reese Nelson. Um, I'm not too sure if they want to loan out Ainsley Bayton Knowles because he's that player that's kind of on the fringes. But I'd keep an eye out for that one definitely. Well, I think you might see tomorrow. Alan um, is uh, especially going by Klopp's interview that I've just watched before before we came on tonight. I mean, I, I mentioned last week that. I thought that Liverpool needed a centre-back and maybe they could be going in for one. Um, going by Klopp's little interview he did there with Jeff Freeze, um, he, he he will be going in for a centre-back. And I've got a funny feeling something might happen um, tomorrow for Liverpool in the centre-back position. There's there's certainly a few players being bandied out there. Yeah, there um, is. One of them being Mustafi, which, is, which blew my mind when yeah, I heard yeah, that Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised with that, that he would leave Arsenal because Arsenal, you know... He's he's only twenty eight, but they they need to spend a heck of a lot of money to try and get him. He's got six months left in his contract. Um, it seems like the 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 crew, uh, Mustafi's crew, which is the Ozils, the Socrates, um, Kolasinac, they've all gone out, um, and it only mm. seems like he's the only one left. So would they look be looking to sort of cut that short and sort of move on? Um, rather than just have another player sitting in the in the fringes and not really getting game time when there's potentially players in the team that could take his spot, um, Arsenal probably thinking ahead. But do they really want to sell him to Liverpool um, to help them moving up the table or potentially win another league? I don't know. Yeah, that is a, that is a question. Look, I, I mean, it was one that like that surprised me a little bit, um, and also uh, Marcus Rojo. Uh, is supposed to be going, he's going to be, well, basically fired mm. uh, by Manchester United <laughs> and go to Boca Juniors on a free. That's right, yeah, yeah. He's been trying, he's been trying to get out of the club for a long while now um, and there's been a lot of problems um, regarding this transfer, trying to get things done. I mean, he, he, went, he went out to uh, Espendiente on, on, on loan last season. So, so everybody thought that's where he was going, that's where he was going to end up. Uh, and that's where they, you know, Man United and SBNA were going in that direction. Uh, Man United pulled that one because SBN didn't wasn't paying enough money. Not too sure how much it was. Uh, but then Boca Juniors have come in. Now everyone's happy, and I'll, and I'll think you'll see tomorrow that uh, Rojo will be a Boca Juniors player. Okay, um, this will be just. We've only got a couple minutes left, but I just want to ask you. Uh, well, first of all, um, looking at some of the, the, the players, Turkey seem to be recruiting quite a few players. Uh, as uh-huh. we mentioned, Tosun, um, they had Ozil as well, um, Danny Rose. Well, okay, he won't he won't end up going, um, but it, it does seem that Turkey has a bit of cash around them. And the other one I want to ask, so I'm going to ask that one to you, Kieran. And the other one is uh, West Brom looking for Christian Benteke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that one. I did see that one. I would only ask West Brom why. Um, because Benteke <laughs> isn't exactly tearing up trees for the last, well, since he's moved from Aston Villa. Um, and then, uh, maybe Sam Allardyce thinks he can get something out of him that they got out of him at Aston Villa, but he has not been the same player since he, he was sold to Liverpool. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, it's one to look out for because Crystal Palace have just brought in a, a striker from, from Germany, I believe. Uh, Jean-Paul Matera, I think it is. Yeah. Um, so it, it, there's, 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 uh, it's an option. It's, it's a player that they probably don't need. Um, plus they've got, um, Bechway, They've got, they've got enough forward. So I could, I could probably see something happening. It just depends on the, on the price, but it does mm. surprise me a little bit that, um, Sam Allardyce thinks he can get something out of Christian Bentake. Yeah. Ainsley Maitland-Niles as well is um, someone that's being linked with West Bromwich Albion today. Um, I can't I can't see him get the, the game time at Arsenal, um, you know, anytime soon. So that's another one to look at for tomorrow. Okay. Um, all right, look, um, guys, mm-hmm. look, before we go away and before we ask you to give the, the, the shout-out, because, of course, there's a huge like show tonight and then a big rundown all day tomorrow, um, can you just answer me this? Was uh, the leaking of Messi's contract, the fact mm-hmm. that Barcelona are a billion in debt, that they've paid him half a billion since 2017, was that a ploy to get rid of him, to shame him, to basically make him the whipping boy or the scapegoat for terrible mismanagement in the club for many, many decades? Go on, Steve. You can go first on this one. No, I mean you, you probably, as you probably know, you know probably more about this than than I do. But I, I, I don't think they had to do that for for Messi to to leave Barcelona. But I, I think he's already decided. I've, uh, the, they want a new manager come in um, to and a new um, Arthur Koeman because he, he's he's only there to throw people out. He's, he's not there to to take people on. Messi doesn't like that. Uh, the the new president's going to come in. They're going to start off a new project with Barcelona. He's already said, I don't want to start a new project. I want to go up. I don't think they had to do this the early kit. I think uh, I, I think he, he's already on his way, and he's already he's already left Barcelona. And uh, and I think this what's happened with with the leaking and with the story anyway. I think I think this has only you know made it worse. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Kieran, finish up on that one. I, I think, I think, uh, I think there are a few games that are being played. Um, it's, it's been to in and throwing over the last year or so when, when there was uh, noises that he was first coming out. I mean, how do we know about all the things where the wage demands and what Messi wants and this and that? Like, you'd only know that if it was leaked through certain people, and it's not being leaked through through uh, Messi's people. Um, so, yeah, I personally think there are being games played because it's a very dangerous one for for uh, Barcelona to even contemplate um, giving up Messi without a fight. Because the fans will just, it'll be an uproar. You saw it was like, like, like last time. I, and I can't see it being too much different um, when he does finally go. Okay, that's fair enough, guys. Um, where can people listen or watch uh, tomorrow evening? Um, so just give a quick shout out to all your uh, channels. Yeah, you can catch us on uh, the Transfer Exchange show uh, on KS1 TV on YouTube. We kick off the show um, tomorrow at nine o'clock. That starts off with uh, Darren Lewis of the Mirror, um, and then it goes on. I mean, uh, the biggest star of the show there is obviously you, Alan. Uh, straight <laughs> after that, uh, and it, I, I mean, I feel sorry for anyone else who's not come on after that. Mate. Um, but yeah, you can catch us on KS One TV. You can catch us on the Transfer Exchange Show uh, on on Facebook. Um, you can catch it on Twitter. Um, only the first couple of shows you can catch on Twitter. The rest of the time, you have to find it on. You have to go onto our YouTube and like and subscribe. So go on there and like and subscribe. That's brilliant. Listen, guys, thank you so so much for that. And of course, we will. Uh, I'll, I'll see you guys tomorrow, and uh, have a great evening. Thank you very yep. much. Thank, thank, thank you. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having us.
Thanks, guys. Okay, folks, we're going to go off uh, now to break. Come back with Michelle Verrockin, um, and we're going to go out with a song that Spartak fans know because Spartak hockey fans know because it plays after they score a goal in ice hockey. And you're going to be jumping around the kitchen tonight. This is Ace of Base, and it's a beautiful life. Back after this with Athlete Welfare. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
So I hope you enjoyed that. I hope Spartak fans, especially the ice hockey fans, of course, they enjoyed that song. I hope you enjoyed that at home. A quick rundown on results in the English Premier League today. Of course, uh, Chelsea beating Burnley 2-0. Leicester losing 3-1 at home to Leeds United. West Ham falling apart 3-1 against Liverpool. And it is 0-0 after mm, five and a bit minutes uh, between Brighton and Spurs. Okay, folks, um... Oh, as you know, always in the fifth segment, we have uh, very, very good interviews, great interviewees, and we're to, it's something that's important for us to keep this quality week in, week out. Um, we will have a, a huge announcement in the middle of this coming week to make, and um, I, I can promise you this, that our fifth segment will always be the highest quality interview, and we're delighted to have on this evening with us to to continue that uh, the CEO of Sporting Integrity Michelle Varrock and Michelle a very warm welcome and a happy new year well a happy new year to you too and listen it's great to have you on and as I said to, to midweek it always I, I just I, I, I'm so happy when you come on because it's always an education for me and that's very much you know a kind of a theme that you love as well educating and you know, bringing knowledge to the masses Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the thing is, we've got to keep our minds open to why something is the way it is and uh, uh, and ask a lot of questions and uh, try and empower ourselves with what we're going to do in response. OK, and this is the, the first one, because we, we discussed uh, athlete welfare before uh, and many different subjects and topics. So I want to start off with the one that... Uh, it, it kind of troubled us last year. We had Cara O'Donovan, of course, uh, the Irish, uh, well, hopefully Olympian, uh, whatever the Olympics will be. She was on speaking with us about uh, Navid Afkari, the young uh, Iranian ex- wrestler who was executed. Um, and another one was re- executed. Hosseini was executed uh, this, uh, well, a short time ago. Um what what like what makes this so different than other people say for example being executed in north america why why is this not even you know registering on the the minds of a lot of people who would normally be fighting against the death penalty well i i i ask myself that question because quite honestly um we are possibly seeing um, athletes uh, in some way caught up in uh, political situations and and of course you'll probably be aware that uh, there's been a third execution um, uh, a prominent boxer Ali Mutari um, and uh, obviously the question is uh, whether or not there's been uh, everything that any human being wants on on this planet you know a fair trial and an opportunity for um, there to be a proper defence uh, heard. And uh, that's something we don't know. But, you know, it seems that somehow athletes are being caught up in some political situations. And we find it quite incredible that the International Olympic Committee has not said anything at all. But why is that, Michelle? Because, I mean, it's not as if... It's, you know, the U.S. or, or it's not the U.S. who, of course, the death penalty is, is 
too active. Um, it, it's not like it's the US where they might be afraid of them. It's not even like Russia where they'd like to give them a bit of a kick in, or China. This is Iran. So why, why are they being handled with kid gloves, so to speak? I, I just think it's 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 a matter of it's just such a, a a political wilderness to the International Olympic Committee and where um, you know Iran might not be uh, you know a front runner in terms of hosting of uh, Olymp- Olympic events Olympic sports so um, if you don't need to uh, you know sort of raise the question you you don't and and. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's that awful situation about do sport and politics mix? Well, inevitably they do. You can't help it. They shouldn't in the way that they are, but they they do. And that's the inevitability of, of uh, sport because it is so so worldwide and, and uh, obviously gets so much attention. But what it does also get is the very wrong attention, the... Um, the 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 it, it gets the um you know the 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 misuse of nationalistic policies and and that's where athletes end up being if you like the cannon cannon fodder of, of what's going on and that's really sad yeah again that is exactly it where nationalism comes into it and of course they want to make an example and of course in in, in in Iran, kind of the well, football of course is huge, but then the fighting sports, whether it be wrestling, whether it be boxing, are very very big as well. So to 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 stamp down on players or you know athletes of that level makes a huge impact. Um, in terms of let's let's uh, move on. Look look towards um, the the Olympic Games because it's something that you know we we see that. You know, they're talking about okay, they'll give you know vaccinations to athletes and have them all healthy. It'll be a very different Olympic, Olympic Games. Um, Michelle, do you think that the Olympics will actually take place this year, or or should they take place? Well, you raise a really really interesting question there, Alan, because you know we talk about sport and the level playing field, and if we've learned nothing. Um, from this virus. I mean, it, it regards the world as a level playing field to, to spread amongst. But the, the, the antidote to that, if you like, the vaccination program is, is, is particularly difficult because I'm already seeing reports that I think um, a, a country in Europe has started vaccinating its uh, Olympic athletes, which will inevitably add pressure elsewhere in the world where the um, the decision is the priority are uh, the most vulnerable people in society. And you have to ask yourself whether athletes should take a priority. If they're supposed to be lovely, fit, healthy people, you know, then are, are they more precious to us than our 80, you know, over 80s uh, in, in our societies? So um, regarded as the more vulnerable. Um, and, and it's it's... And I think it's quite frightening in many respects because we're now seeing a kind of vaccine arms race going on. That's something we're seeing from the UK in any case. And I don't say that with any uh, ill will towards the EU or whatever. But it just this is this is not what sport should be about. So should the Olympics go ahead? I think the the huge difficulty is, is it going to create even more unfairness? And I think. You know, the answer for me is potentially yes. And how do I feel about that? 
if I was an athlete, I'd be questioning whether it's a good thing to be doing. Okay, that again, that is something that when I heard Mo Farah this week when he said that all athletes, all Olympic, Olympic athletes have been promised that they'll be vaccinated. I was like, but wait, should why, why should, um, uh, okay, apart from TUEs, relatively healthy young men and women be getting vaccinations ahead of people who are at risk? I'm thinking, for example, even of my own mum, who is in the at-risk category, um, uh, for just because of age. I mean, health-wise, she's great. She's flying around, walking the dogs out, fixing stuff in the yard. She's working away, but she is in that category. And that really annoys me. And I do think it's that moment when athletes can go, do you know what? No, we're not going to take the vaccination ahead of somebody else. And I mean, cancel the games, well, so be it. Uh, so, look, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I saw the Italians as well saying that we're, we're not going to vaccinate athletes. Uh, some of the Canadian athletes were saying they don't want vaccinations yes. just to be taken part in it. And it, it does seem a good stand to take. Um, and on, on that, uh, I mean, how are the Olympics being viewed right now in the UK? Because, of course, Olympics are very important for the UK in terms of, you know, especially now after Brexit, to kind of take back that bit of you know, prestige and strength and to show how you know, Britain is really great. Um, are people thinking that it's a good idea or a bad idea? Well, difficult one here in the UK because obviously um, the policy seems to have been to uh, keep uh, some elite sport uh, going, um, open to everyone and uh, kind of question whether this is the uh, food for the masses, as they say, um, in order to uh, satisfy people's uh, need for some form of entertainment while they're in lockdown. But also, is it just that it's, uh, you know, financially far, far more uh, acceptable to try not to frustrate um, the big broadcast contracts and what have you, which could end up in some, you know, serious money litigation for years to come. So have we seen, you know, sort of a financial expediency um, rather than a, a, a common sense approach to this? It's a really difficult one to call, but obviously people want sport to go ahead if it can and if it can safely. But then when you start to put it into priority terms, and I see, you know, the, the, the list of countries is kind of queuing up. I see Denmark have said the same as Israel, and I think it was Hungary. And, of course, that adds pressure to other parts of the world. And, uh, you know, inevitably, there will be a lot more debate and discuss. And again, what I'm worried about is the lack of, well, the loss of trust, rather, not the lack of, but the lack of confidence, yes, but the loss of trust in sport to be doing the right thing. If we think sport, clean, healthy, things we all want to aspire to be, are we just really sectioning off those Olympic athletes and saying, well, you kind of think you're special now, don't you? So uh, we just know you're all drug cheats anyway. So <laughs> are we just, you know, I, I just worry for the way that we are separating elite sport right up there, right out of the way, almost as if it only ever appears on a screen and, and taking it so far away from that which we can relate to. Listen, Michelle, I, 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 you've, you've, you've shocked me into silence and that's very hard to do with me. But that's, I mean, I'm completely on board with that because when I hear, um, and I heard in Ireland during the GAA, the championships, when, when things were really going wrong and they were like, uh, we need, we need the, the, the games on TV and on the radio. 
for mental health. We need to open up the sports sports gyms for mental health. But, you know, then it comes, okay, no, we're going to get kids into school. Why? Oh, well, because that's the way we should open up the economy. It, you know, and, and when you look at, as you mentioned, the broadcasters, the bookmakers, um, the, the sponsors, they, they need to be making their money. So it just seems to be so insane. And as you said, you know, no, people don't believe what they're seeing anymore. And it just seems it's kind of mirage. Um, okay, let's, let's move on a, a, a wee bit. And uh, I want to ask just one about the, 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 the fallout. Well, two things. Um, the GB athlete, uh, Charlie Grice, he's, he's training with one of the Salazar guys, Julian. And I know that the, the British media have been very strong in kind of not outright condemnation, but they're asking questions. Do you think it's bad PR that uh, a British athlete is working with someone who came from the, the Nike Origin project? Well, it, it's not certainly not helpful. And I know that's a real understatement, but... I think, you know, there's still, um, there are still a lot of questions. There's still, you know, investigations going on. Nothing's really finished until it's finished, certainly in the, in anti-doping, because we give ourselves a, a 10 year statute of limitations to kind of pick up as many of the, the, the pieces of the jigsaw that, that we can to be able to, uh, build the cases. But, you know, the, these aren't helpful situations. However, of course, you know, there are many successful coaches who, you know, started in regimes where we know there was a uh, real, um, you know, real problematic, systematic uh, doping going on. The, you know, several of these German coaches who've, who've actually moved on from that situation, but it does still cast a shadow. And again, how do we stop athletes being the um, the focus of so much um, uncertainty, and I, I um, in the current regime, I don't think we ever will, because a lot of the time we want uh, more immediate answers, and sport gives us, if you like, an immediate result. People run, we get the result, but then we have the aftermath, and the aftermath is uh, we've got ten more years of certainly the anti-doping tests and possibly more because as we've seen some of the um the the significant legal cases mounted in france um uh, and uh, and elsewhere in the world you know they will come after for you know corruption and fraud um in in the in terms of the 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 criminal system you know many many years later and that isn't helpful to our enjoyment of sport we want it to have a little bit more certainty if if i was an athlete in that situation i'd have to be asking myself why i really really needed that environment when something else might actually just clear that down from my you know what should be my focus listen that's uh, they are exactly it it is the athletes I've, i've had this argument with people that it's ultimately athletes who make the decision, who say what that goes into the body, who they train with. Um, so they have to take responsibility. We, you know, we do, of course, have to look at coaches and administrators and the pressure from the people on the top to, to, to win and so on. But ultimately, an athlete can say, do you know what? No, that's not for me. I want to not just compete clean. I want to live a, you know, a long, happy life without my whole body breaking down. And this, I, I want to just ask before we go away, Michelle, um, the last time you were on, your dog wasn't well and... All's okay, I hope. 
Oh, all, all is much, much better. Thank you so much for remembering my lovely uh, a rescue dog, um, a Border Collie, and uh, after a rather expensive operation to remove some pieces of wood that he ate oh, um, uh, from his stomach, uh, he is certainly in full health. I took him on a very long walk this morning and uh, he was absolutely enjoying it. So thank you for asking. That's great. Listen, on that note, we're going to say thank you very much, Michelle Verrokin, the CEO of Sporting Integrity. And thank you so much for your time this evening. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Uh, take care of yourself. Enjoy the, well, cold weather there. It's cold <laughs> nine months of the year, year here. Yeah, and and a great, that's good news to end off this segment with. Thank you very, very much. My pleasure, Alan. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Okay, we're going to go through the break with that because, again, uh, we're talking about a lot about animals today. So uh, this is a, a good way to end off the segment before we start the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Uh, we're going to go out with Icona Pop, uh, which, of course, features Charlie XCX. And this is I Love It. Back after this with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you uh, boogied a little bit to that one, uh, a wee bit to that one, because, of course, it is a fun one. Uh, very, very, of course, we mentioned a very, very good uh, fifth segment. We have a huge announcement this week. Trust me, next week, folks, it'll be a very, very big fifth segment. You will enjoy it. Trust me, there's a lot happening here, and there's a lot happening in the Gold Sound ground, where it is 1-0 to Brighton Hove Albion. Um, so you're just glad to not have to focus on the absolute car crash that is Spurs season. And Ndombele is looking injured. It's always Brighton. I don't know why it's always Brighton, because the Amex is a horrible ground, filled with a horrible team that are ruining my night. Okay, well, uh, now you've got some more people to ruin your night. <laughs> you've got like you've got your Spice Boys, you have Derek and Double N. So I'm going to say hello, and of course, An- Andrew Flint, the original Spice Boy. Uh, Andrew Flint, good evening back to you again. Hello, 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 hello. I'm glad I'm a Spice Boy. <laughs> yep, yep, the original and the best. Uh, Double N, you're here with us? Yep, yep. Okay, Alex B., you are there in Toronto. Alex B. Is Alex B there with us on the line? I don't know. Feedbacks back's all we get nowadays from Alex. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay, uh, Derek, you are there with us? Yeah, I'm here. Doing. Okay, lovely. Easel, you're, of course, there with us, uh, crying into your conflicts. And then Peter P, you're there with us. I am here. Okay, lovely. Listen, is Alex B, is he hiding after getting a hiding last week? I, I, I don't know. He's just. I, I told you it last time. He's 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 fairly scared of me. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I heard that as well. He's I heard scared that. to face me. Yeah, and he's just joined in. Field. He has just taken up your challenge. Oh my goodness! Oh. Alex B, are you ready to put yeah. manners yeah, on yeah, Peter what's, P? What's the challenge? Yeah, you. He 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 threw down his gloves to you, and you're ready to pick them up and batter him. Correct. Oh, oh, you're throwing down the mess. Oh, oh yeah. No, I just, I, I just said, I just proclaimed you uh, 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 being scared to face me just a couple minutes ago. Oh, I'm here. You want my location? Here's my location, right in front of you. <laughs> what? Can't see you. Can't see you. Must be in hiding. All right, all right. Let's get it on. Let's get it on. Okay, that has. Uh, different meanings. Uh, all right. So the first one are record transfers. Okay, in the winter window. This is a record transfer. The winter window. Uh, so kicking off with uh, Andrew Flint. Andrew, first one for you. You've give me the family name. Dayan. Dayan. Dayan Lovren. No. Uh, Kulishevsky. Kulishevsky. Okay. No point for that one. Uh, double N. Cedric. Cedric uh, Kolsac? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 indeed. It is not. It is not. It is Bakamba. Bakamba. Right. Uh, did I say that right, Derek? Uh, it's Bakambu. Bakambu. With a U at the end, correct. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Alex B, for you. Jackson. Jackson. Uh, Jackson. Jackson Nicholson. <laughs> well, it's worth a try. No, it's Martinez. He moved uh, from Atletico Madrid to China. So, uh, no. <clears throat> now we go to Derek. Derek, Fernando. Yeah. Fernando. Fernando Torres. Well done. I'll give you two points for that one. Uh, Isol Cody. Christoph. Christoph. Went for nearly 32 million euros. Christoph. Piatek. 
Very good. Well done, Isolt. You're on form. And finally, Peter P. Alex. And this is a kind of a Brazilian fa- a Brazilian family name. So just think, so uh, Alex, what's, and it's not, it's not Alex B. Alex, yeah, it's the wrong Alex, name. Alex, Alex B. <laughs> okay. Um, but, but, or I'll, I'll, I'll have, I have a legitimate go. I'll see Alex um, Sanchez. No, jeez, no, no. Texera. But it, it sounds Brazilian, I don't know, the last thing sounds Brazilian. What do It doesn't sound Brazilian. Sanchez is not a Brazilian Silver. name. Silver. No, Silva, yeah, Silva, I'd accept that as a, as a, as a, as a Portuguese, Brazilian kind of name, but Sanchez, no. No, 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 no. It's, it's Texera, Texera, anyway. Right, uh, into round two, the missing, uh, word round. Andrew Flynn starting with you. Chelsea to back Tuchel, of course, Thomas Tuchel, the uh, former Borussia Dortmund boss now in charge of Chelsea. So Chelsea to back Tuchel with funds for what? Funds for what? Oh, um, uh, I can't think of any title challenge. Uh, I'll give you a point. It's Haaland Swoop. Haaland Swoop. They're going to try and get Haaland, um, apparently. Double N, question to you. This is about Manchester City. Pep, Pep Guardiola. Pep certain that City will what after breaking record? Will win the title. Oh, actually, and no, it's quite serious. I'll give you a point for it. Drop points, drop points. So you dropped three points that time. Okay. Um, next up, Alex B. Alex B. United players are what? This is what Roy Keane said. United players are what after they, lo- they drew yesterday? Furious. No, no. I'll give you a chance. Like he said something bad about them. Oh, he said something bad has been said about them. No, no, he said something bad about them. Roy uh, Keane said something bad. So Manchester, Manchester players are uh, terrible. Well, I'll give you a point. It's too too scared to challenge for the title. Okay. Oh. Yeah, uh, Derek. This is for yeah. you. This is for you. Fra- Frank Lampard says what? Says he was happy to be part of to be given a chance. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. He says he, that he'll be back. He'll be back. I'm giving you a point for that one anyway. So, uh, okay. <clears throat> right, um, Eastold, one for you. You're going to like this one. I'm what says boxing fixer Kinahan, Daniel Kinahan, I, of course, the drug lord. Well, he could say that, but he said I'm a victim and a legitimate businessman, apparently. I'll give you two points for it. He says, I misunderstood. <laughs> that's oh, that's <laughs> You're very close, but no cigar. <laughs> uh, right. <clears throat> Peter P., finally for you. Okay. This is an interesting one. Okay. Uh, this is about uh, Novak Djokovic. He said, uh, he said he couldn't handle what? Now, I'll put this in context, okay? This is after uh, Novak Djokovic. This will help you a little bit. Novak Djokovic uh, couldn't train, couldn't play after quarantine. Of course, he's quarantined for 40 days because he had blisters in the palms of his hands. Okay? So the palms of his hands are sore, but he's been quarantined on his own for 14 days in a hotel room with just TV and uh, internet. So, what did he say? Thank God Andy Max is not answering this. (laughs) I know. It's Peter P, but it could be worse. Uh, Peter P. So, he said he couldn't handle 
What? <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm gonna try to do it, like, I'm gonna try to actually get it. The, the regulations, he couldn't handle the regulations. <laughs> no! Come on, please! Two points at least! Come I'll on. give you two points for it, I will, but, uh, does anyone want to, anyone wants to have a go with that one? I was gonna wonder, would it be he couldn't handle balls, that he was having difficulty gripping them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm channeling my inner Andy. Please tell me that's right. Please tell me that's no. right. Alex B, do you want to try? <laughs> <laughs> Novak couldn't handle what? <laughs> With his blistered hands. No, Alex, no, nothing. Derek? He <laughs> no. couldn't handle the competition. Oh, God, no, you're trying to be serious about this. No, no, Andrew Flint. I, I can't, I can't top balls. Um, uh, <laughs> and it, came from, good, I guess. it came from a lady's I, I, mouth I, I as well. Go on, go on. My, my mic was off. I, I thought it was answering, but yeah, the, the peer pressure, the peer pressure of his teammates. No, 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 no. He's no. a spare. He has no mates, full stop. <laughs> And he's a vegan. Oh, oh no. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what it is. He couldn't handle not, not having... Being a vegan. <laughs> he couldn't... <laughs> what? He couldn't handle his meat, so he became a vegan. Correct? He, Novak Djokovic couldn't handle his meat so he became a vegan okay fair enough with blistered pounds of his hands right we'll move very very quickly on before we go into the final round of course we are Andrew Flint is on one point Double N is on one Alex B is on one Derek's on three Easel's on four and Peter P is on two so here we go in the round this is worth five points so the questions are Olympic medals tables okay uh, <clears throat> so for five points Andrew Flint who has won more Olympic medals in the Summer Olympics, of course? Is it the USA or Russia combined with the USSR? So USA or Russia and USSR combined? Oh, I want to be patriotic here, but I'm not convinced. I'm going to go for Russia, USSR. Oh, you should have gone the other way around. Because would you believe it's uh, USA have won 2,523 medals compared to the Russia and USSR's 1,436. There you go. Right, double N, over to you. Uh, who has won more gold in the Summer Olympics? Norway or Finland? Uh, I'd go with Norway. You... Uh, hold on, Norway? Yes. Oh, you should have said Finland. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a chance. So it's Norway have won 56 compared to Finland's 101. Okay, so they've, it's amazing to think Finland actually win gold medals because, I don't know, they just are weird. Right, um, Alex B, here we go. This is a chance to, to take a leap out in front, okay? Ireland right. have won 31 medals in the Summer Olympics, okay? None in the Winter Olympics, of course, yet, yet. Uh, so how many goals have they won? 12 or 9? So 12 gold medals or 9? 12. Oh, Alex, 9. Oh. 9 gold medals, there you go. Right. Uh, I'm sure you want to be so happy about admitting that. <laughs> no, I'm not. Of course I'm not happy about it. I'm not. I'm, not. <laughs> I'm just being, I don't know, brutally honest with my country. I'm just trying to be nice. I know, I know. You're trying to boost my confidence this evening. Thank you very much. And of course, Eastlet as well. Right. Um, here we go. Derek. Derek. Yeah. Good one for you. Yeah. Who, has, who has won more medals? Okay. 
in the Summer mm -hmm. Olympic Games? Zambia or Barbados? Zambia? Gambia or Barbados? Zambia, your country, not ah. Gambia. Ah. Gambia is a different country. It begins with G. I mean, yeah, oh my yeah. God. Okay. I, I thought you said Gambia. Okay. <laughs> and Barbados. Well, you said uh, medals in general or gold? General medals. I'm going to guess Zambia. Well done. Well done. You're correct. Yeah, you have. Yeah, okay. I'll give you an extra point if you could tell me how many medals have Zambia won in the winter, Summer uh, Olympics. I know there shouldn't be more than 25. <laughs> no, there shouldn't be. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the correct answer is two. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Uh, oh god I mean I'm sorry I was trying to be like positive like uh, Alex B was to me but I just I ran out <laughs> right uh, moving quickly on Isolt Cody okay mm -hmm. who has won more medals okay or sorry Ireland's won excuse me Ireland has won nine gold medals who has won the same number of gold medals as Ireland North Korea or India I'll go with India because we both start with I and that could be a thing. Yeah, you're correct. Both with nine. North Korea, okay. Look at their population though. Look at their population. How impressive are we? India compared to Ireland. Yeah, well, that's exactly. fair enough. Yeah, that's fair How enough. Impressive are we? Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. Um, uh, North Korea have won 16 gold medals. There you go. So a lot of gold medals for a lot of people. Right. And finally, Peter P. Peter P., you're, you're playing for pride and also for third place in this one. Um, so <clears throat> your question is as follows. Who has won more bronze medals in the Summer Olympics? France or Germany? Uh, I'm going to go with... France? You sure? You're sticking with that, France? Uh, yeah, I am. Well I done, am Peter. You're backing yourself. Well done. With a total of 263 bronze medals, France are 33 medals ahead of Germany's 230. So, at the end of today's quiz, the Siemens quiz, Isolt runs out the gold medalist. Silver medal picked up by Derek. So, that's Zambia now have three medals in their history. <laughs> uh, Peter P picks up one for the combined US-Russian team. He has seven points. And then... In joint fourth place, we have Alex B, Double N, and Andrew Flint. Congratulations, all. I hope you enjoyed it. They did. I'm going to go downstairs and put on the Irish national anthem and make everyone in the house dance while that's my medal ceremony. Well, just to let you know that it is. You know, I was going to go for Barbados, but I didn't even know Zambia had medals. Oh, Jesus. And then you said they had 24. <laughs> Barbados has one medal so there you go you, you went the right way alright okay guys have a great week and we'll talk to you all next Sunday evening thanks guys thanks guys okay that of course is our Big Five Filthy Quiz done for tonight we are going to go to uh, the week well the week well Sunday night even and uh, I hope that Andrew Flynn's mom was listening to this because this is especially for uh, well it's not just especially for her it's for some other people as well but um, we don't do requests usually but this is one so uh, Double N thank you very much I'll thank see you, you next week thank you so much
Okay, folks, uh, enjoy yourself this week. As I said, a huge announcement midweek for Capital Sports and a huge show next weekend. We're going to go out with George Ezra and Budapest. So until next Sunday, take care of yourselves and each other and keep it sporting. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Budapest, my, my hidden treasure chest, golden grand piano, my beautiful custody, oh you, oh you, oh I leave it all. My acres of a land I've achieved, it may be hard for you to stop and believe, but for 